Whoa, Jesus is here. Are you excited? Can you feel him in this house today? We're going to talk about let him love you. And I really love that phrase, let him love you, because I think so often we talk about the love of God, and we talk about his love, and yes, God is love. He is love. And maybe we know that God is love, and maybe we've experienced his love in some areas of our life. But I believe we could all say today, starting with me right here and starting with all of us right here, we need more of the love of God in our lives. Because it's the love of God where we realize who God is, what he thinks about us, how much he loves you so much that when he looks at you, he is looking at you with eyes of a father, not as a judge, not as some big bad guy in the sky that just wants to squish you down, but as a father that loves you so much that in fact he sent his own son Jesus to die on a cross. He loved you so much he sacrificed himself for you so that we could have a life forever of goodness and blessing and abundance. Wow, that's amazing. That is a love. I don't know about you, but if somebody said, will you die for me tomorrow? Well, I love you. <laughs> but uh, is there another way? God loves you so much. Let him love you. Let him love you. It's time that we break down the walls of tradition and religion and so many things that just get in the way. Oh, it needs to be like this. Oh, it needs to sound like that. Oh, it needs to be like this. And just say, God, you know better than me. You know better than the way that I grew up. You knew better than the church that I came from before. Maybe this is your first church. God knows what he's doing with your life. And he loves you so much that his plan for you is good. His plan for you is amazing. Will you let him love you enough to walk in the plan that he has for you? And not your plan and your way. And I'm holding on to this little thing and on to that little thing. Just let it all go. Let it all go and let him love you and heal you in every way and break every chain in your life. Because the truth is, the world we are living in today in many ways is really complicated and in many ways a lot more simple than ever before. It's really funny how it can be both at once. But I really believe that the future of the church in a place like this, because this is where we live, this is the church that we are a part of. If you are in this church, if you are giving in this church, if you call this your church home, you are a part of the family. And as a part of the family, in this place where God has put us, we need to realize what is happening and also need to wake up to what it's going to take to see revival sweep every part of this place. Because I can tell you, I'm not here to just have a nice little church service on Sunday and woo, that sound was great today. Woo, that reverb was great today. I don't care about that. That's nothing to me. What I care about is to see people changed by the power of Jesus. That's what I'm here for. And I believe we need to wake up to realize what is it going to take 
to see that happen. Yes, we thank God for the many hundreds, many hundreds that have been touched through this church through the years. It is powerful. But I'm not satisfied with just that. I want to see more. Do you want to see more with me? I want to see more. I want to see like what they saw in the Bible happening today where one day 3,000 people are baptized. That's what I want to see. Don't tell me it can't happen because it can. (laughs) It happened then and Jesus is the same today. The spirit is the same today. It can happen today. And that's what I'm believing for. And that's what the vision of this church has always been to see revival sweep this city. You know, we've been here now for a very long time in Germany. (laughs) You've been here very long, too. You are kind of new. You've been here medium. (laughs) But I think we have a picture of me and my sister. This was, like, way, way back when we first came here to Germany. So firstly, what you can be excited about with this picture is, yes, I look like a little kid, okay? And I I was not that young, but I know I look young still. Anyway, but what you can get excited about with that picture, I'm still singing. She's still singing. 18 years later, we're still up here singing for Jesus. That's something to get excited about. But you know, this is what it started like. Back then, we didn't have all the stuff we have now. And we didn't have overseas money flowing in to get us all the stuff that you supposedly need to have to make a church go big. We just had what we had, which was my piano playing, my mom and dad, the people in this place, a little microphone. I think it's an SM58. And I'm pretty sure that that mic is still here somewhere. It's the one you use sometimes at the base. That SM58, that's that mic right there on that picture. Now, that piano is long gone, but this piano here was given to the church in 2006, and so I've been playing this piano, how long is that, 2006 till now? It's like 13 years, 13 years, 16 years, oh my goodness, so it still plays really good. But back then, that was what we had. That piano wasn't so good. We didn't have reverb. We had nothing. When we first got reverb, we like just turn it on maximum. It's so amazing. And it sounded so bad on max. But this piano was given by someone that God touched that person to say, you know what? I believe in what God's doing here. And I want this church to have instruments and music that can change the atmosphere in this place. And so this piano was given. It is very expensive, actually, because inside is a real piano. It's not even electronic at all. It has, if you've ever looked inside a piano, it has hammers. So when you hit the key, it actually hits a string. That's inside of here. That's why it's so heavy, because it's a real piano inside of this piano. And so this piano, through the years, has been used for the glory of God. But it started with someone being touched to say, you know what, I believe in what's happening here. And I want to see this move forward. And look, all these years later, look at all of the things that you see around you have been given through the goodness of God by the people of God that believe in what God is doing in this place. We are in this building because of the people of God believing in what we are doing together, in the vision of revival to see this city changed for Jesus. 
That's exciting. And you need to realize how big that actually is what we are doing here together. You know, people that you meet along the way, and I have had the opportunity to meet so many amazing people in the years that we have lived here in Berlin. And the people that have come through this church, some have come through to study, some have lived here a long time, some of you are here the whole journey with me together. You've known me my whole life living in Berlin, and I thank God for those people. But there are special people in this church, precious people, that you could think back right now that when they were here, or maybe they're still here, precious people, we are precious people. And I have a picture, another one, of a family that touched through their service. Do we have that second one? There they are. Some of you maybe remember them. Bob's remembers them. They were an amazing family that served in this church for a few years while the husband was here doing a PhD study. And the way that they served God faithfully and gave him praise, many of them served in music and different things, it was powerful. And so those memories of this place, of this house, the memories that I have, the memories that you have, in this building, in this place, they're powerful, and they're amazing, and we thank God for them. We thank God for everything that he's done in all the years of this church, and we thank God for the pastors of this church that never gave up on the vision. We thank God for the leaders of this church that continued to believe. We thank God for him, for God bringing us through the COVID times. We thank God that we didn't give up, that we didn't get weakened. Yes, many things were changed. Yes, many people are not here like it was before. Yes, the crowds are less. Yes, the finances are less. All that's true. But at the same time, the power, the spirit, the vision was never lost, no matter what. And so we celebrate the memories through the years of what God has done in this house. And I want you to celebrate with me. You know what I'm talking about. The memories that you have, celebrate with me and thank God for those memories and all what he did. The question isn't to look back. The question is, what do we want to have happen next? Because I really believe that right now, we are at a time in the world where many things are changing. They already have. And like I said, we need to wake up to the times we are living in and to be ready to be used by God in this time. Not in the 1800s time. <laughs> Not in the 1900s time. Not in the 1950s time. Not in the 1980s time. And a lot of you maybe know the 1980s are still really a big deal in the church. No, it's 2022. 23. Oh, my word. Thank you. 2023. See, even I'm confused. <laughs> That's the times that we're living in. And you know, one of the things that is really amazing about the times we're living in, and then I'm going to get to the main point, and then I'm going to let you go. But one of the amazing things about the times that we are living in is just look right here who is next to me on this stage. These are people from so far away. And 100 years ago, for me to meet you might have been impossible. I don't even know. Because to travel to where you came from would have taken months from the US to Nigeria. To go there was a big deal. To go to India 
a big deal. To Korea, maybe never. It was a whole different empire at that time. But the fact that we are here together, this is amazing. The fact that love can happen between people of different cultures and races and it to be okay, accepted generally, that's amazing. That's amazing. The fact that we can talk to each other, that's amazing. The fact that I can eat kimchi is amazing. I love it, and it's, it's amazing. The world we are living in is amazing. And there is a connection and a unity that we have never before seen happening right now. And the devil wants to change it and use it in a way that is not right, but I believe God is doing something in the times that we are living in. And there is a really strong zeitgeist that is happening right now all around the world where there is a coming together of people. And God loves diversity more than anybody else. Let me just tell you that. It's amazing. And you can go and eat foods from all around the world. And I love to, one of my favorite foods is ramen. Like I said, 100 years ago, I probably never could have even tried it. But that is one of my favorite foods of all. And one time, my sister and I, we were in New York City. And we walked 30 minutes from downtown to the Upper West Side to go to this ramen shop that is, like, really, really, really good. That's how obsessed we are with ramen. And I was just eating it. And I'm like, thank you, Jesus, that I'm alive in this time that I can eat this ramen from Japan in New York City. Isn't that so weird? <laughs> but that's the world that we're living in. And so I believe as Christians, many of the systems that worked in the past will not work in the future. I don't have an answer for what will work, but God knows what will work. And that is why a greater dependence on the Spirit of God, a greater dependence on His Word, a greater dependence on the Spirit filling us and giving the wisdom from heaven to us to do what needs to be done on the earth, that's what's needed. Not more man-made systems, not more man-made plans, not more business mentality, because the church is not a business. The church is a church. And so I believe together, as we allow the Spirit of God to move in this place, to move in our lives, each of us are individuals. Yes, it's true, but we are a community too. But when there is a unity, your individual journey, your individual calling and anointing, it will be in unity together with the bigger picture of what God is doing. That's amazing. Now, there's one story that I want to share with you, and this is what the main message is about. Let him love you. And the next weeks, we're going to be talking about the vision series. And today is a vision series, but really every message that is ever spoken here is a vision message because it's birthed out of the heart of what God is doing in this house. And if you listen carefully, you can hear special things that you didn't hear before, special revelation that you didn't hear somewhere else, special anointing that God is speaking directly to us in this place that is unique and special. So every message is a vision message, and I, and I really believe that. But let him love you. There is a powerful story about a man named Paul. Paul was totally against God. His name was Saul when he was born, but Paul was his Latin name. Actually, God never changed his name, just so you know. Saul was his Jewish name, and Paul was his birth name in the Latin Roman 
uh, passport that he had. Saul was the Jewish name that he was given. Paul was the Latin name that he had. But he adopted his Latin name later in life to be more open to the Roman people and the Greek people. So he changed his name himself and used his other name, Paul. Isn't that interesting? Sorry, a little tidbit there, because a lot of people think that God changed his name. It, wa it was Saul and Paul. It was the same person, but Roman name and Jewish name. But Paul was totally against, against God and the church. And there's a powerful story in Acts chapter 9. Am I right that it's chapter 9? Yes, it is. And here I'm going to read it. I'm going to read it from here. And here's what it says. As he was approaching Damascus on this mission, because Saul was going to go and kill Christians, kill people, and put them in chains, light from heaven suddenly shone down around him, and he fell to the ground and heard a voice saying to him, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? Who are you, Lord? Saul asked. And the voice replied, I am Jesus, the one you are persecuting. Now get up and go into the city, and you will be told what you must do. The men with Saul stood speechless, for they heard a sound of someone's voice, but saw no one. Saul picked himself up off the ground, but when he opened his eyes, he was blind. So his companions led him by the hand to Damascus, and he remained there blind for three days and did not eat or drink. Now, this was a powerful turnaround for Saul. It was an encounter that changed his life forever. I want an encounter with God that's going to change my life forever. I want an encounter with God that's going to change my life forever. This moment in Saul's life changed him forever. But what I want you to see, what did Jesus say to him? Paul, Saul, you are persecuting me. How often do we just want to hear loving words from God that make us feel good? But the words that God spoke, Jesus spoke to Paul in that moment was harsh and just truth. <laughs> Stop it. You are persecuting me. It's persecuting me. He called him out and told him the truth about what he was doing and what was wrong. The love of God will call us out and tell us the truth. And if we love God so much, we will be thankful for that kind of an encounter. Because that is the kind of encounter that will change your life forever. There is one more scripture, and this one is in Hebrews chapter 12. And this is what I want to point out to you, because I think this is really important to understand what a father means. If God doesn't discipline you as he does all his children it means that you are an illegitimate and not really his child at all. Since we respect our earthly fathers who disciplined us, shouldn't we submit even more to the discipline of the father of our spirits and live forever? For every earthly father's disciplined us for a few years doing the best they knew how, but God 
God's discipline is always good for us so that we might share in his holiness. No discipline is enjoyable while it is happening. It's painful. Let him love you. But afterward, there will be a peaceful harvest of right living for those who are trained in this way. I love that last sentence, trained in this way. We need training to accomplish a mission. You cannot go into a battle, into a war, into a mission field with no training, with no guns in your hands, with no weapons that you have, with no training, not knowing how to move, not knowing how to do things. We need training. And the training of God is his love, which includes his discipline. And so I would encourage you today Through the Holy Spirit. You know, the other people around there with Paul, they didn't hear what was said. Paul got the message, and his life was changed. It's not always going to be where everybody hears it out loud. Yes, sometimes that's required. But in that moment, it was a special message for Paul. And I am believing that there is an encounter that each and every one of us can say, God, I want to encounter you. And when he speaks your life will be changed. And the training that he is going to bring into your life will get you ready for your destiny, together as a church, and yes, for what he has for you. So let's stand to our feet, and we're going to pray together. We thank you, Jesus, for what you are doing in the days that we are living in. We thank you that we can be alive in 2023, that we can enjoy the fruits of the rising up of many people in the past that medical breakthroughs, dental breakthroughs, historical things that allow us to enjoy the life that we are living today. We celebrate that and we celebrate what you are doing all around the world, that it's a season of grace where we are living in a time of grace and great accomplishment that what is being accomplished today is amazing, and we we thank you, God, for that. But at the same time, we want to admit today that we desire to see more of you in our lives, more of you at work around us, more at you at work in our work, in our jobs. We want to see you move like you did 2,000 years ago, where there was ground-shaking, earth-shaking moves of God that were so powerful that cities themselves were turned upside down. God, that's what we want. And so today we, we surrender to you, God, and we give our life to you. Encounter us in this place today. Encounter us tonight when we go home and we lay down in our bed. Speak to us tomorrow morning when we wake up. Don't let us go. Don't stop encountering us until we break through. We want to hear your voice again, God. And we want to see what you see. And we commit together as a church that we are going to rise up in this city. And we will not back down. We will not be silent. But we will walk in the vision that you have for us. And we believe that as we walk and take those steps, Spirit of God, fill us and lift us up on wings like eagles to soar above the storms. 
and keep us. Keep us strong in Jesus' name.